Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. In our last episode, Sister Maggie had started telling Emma the story of the incredible life of Saint Mother Cabrini. When we last left off, Mother Cabrini was given permission to go to Rome to meet with the Pope. Let's listen in and see what happens next. So Mother Cabrini was off to Rome. Word spread about the small group of nuns and their fearless mother. By the time she reached Rome, Pope Leo XIII had already heard of her. Mother Francesca Cabrini, missionary sisters of the Sacred Heart. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Dear Mother Cabrini, you are most welcome. I hear you long to go on foreign missions. I am ready, eager even, to approve the articles of your order. I share the hope that the missionary sisters will spread throughout the world. The only thing left to give you, my child, is your direction. Your Holiness, thank you. Though few of us have ever seen the ocean, we are ready to cross it in the name of Christ. Yes. My dear, I have heard your desire to go to China. Yes? There is another land that needs the zeal of a missionary like you. I have been greatly distressed about the state of your Italian countrymen who have gone to the United States in an attempt to find a better life for themselves and their families. Oh yes, Holy Father, I've heard of the ships of immigrants to America. More each year, and not just from Italy, but from every country in Europe. I am afraid that most of the passengers do not find what they are looking for. Seeking to gain the world, many have lost their souls. The work they're able to find is 
dangerous and does not pay enough for them to live in dignity. And what's worse, the churches in the New World do not accept these Italians. They are refused at the door or uh, shuffled into the basement during the mass. The churches are turning them away? Yes. Mother, there is no one to care for these, our lost children. The priests are uh, overrun as it is. Here in Italy, each priest attends to uh, the needs of hundreds. But in the new world, there would still be not enough priests if uh, each priest were to care for five thousand. Your countrymen feel uh, abandoned, Mother Cabrini. Italians are leaving the faith, living without hope, dying without the consolations of the church. This is where I ascend you and your sisters, to a land that, while not pagan in name, desperately needs a Christ. I have the highest hopes for you, dear Mother Cabrini, but I send you not to the east, but to the west. I will go, Your Holiness. I'll return to Cotonio and gather my sisters. Our hearts are ready. We just need to pack our bags. What? She doesn't get to go to China? Why doesn't she get to decide? It's her that has to go. Sister Maggie, it doesn't make any sense. It does if you think about it in the way that she did. I don't understand why she had to give up her dreams for someone else's. Mother Cabrini wanted to go where she was needed, and Pope Leo told her about a truly desperate need. She was obedient to God when she let her dream change. Instead of China, she'd sail for America. Anyway, Emma, I thought you said you wanted a story of someone closer to you. Now she's headed your way. But, but, how old was she by now? 30? Um, don't tell me. She was almost 40 when she got approval for her overseas missions from the Pope. What? She was patient and willing to change her plan. She gave her dreams to God completely. When we do that, he can use us to change the world, even, maybe especially, in the ways that we don't expect. At this rate, Mother Cabrini won't get anywhere. Well, let's see. In March 1889, Mother Cabrini and several missionary sisters sailed to America to begin their mission. The voyage was terrifying for all of them, except for Mother Cabrini. The other nuns stayed below decks, praying that the rolling and the rocking of the ship would soon end. But Mother Cabrini spent hours on the deck of the old steamer ship, straining her eyes to see the land where God had sent them. When they finally arrived in New York City, they met with Archbishop Corrigan, who had an unfortunate surprise for them. Mother Cabrini, what an honor to have you here. I'm both grateful and, well, 
I must admit, I'm a little surprised by your timing. Thank you, Your Excellency. We came as soon as we could. We are ready to begin our work. Your letters indicated that our accommodations would be spared, but we are quite used to making do with what we are given. Well, that's just it. It is difficult to make do with nothing at all. I'm afraid the convent isn't ready. I hadn't expected you for many months yet. I see. Well, perhaps there's something near the 59th Street location for the orphanage? I will begin my inquiries. In the meantime, though, we must sleep somewhere. Ah. Mother, that location may shortly prove unwise. Such an area may be, well, an improper place to bring a crowd of Italian orphans. Oh? Mother Cabrini, I admire your confidence, but I must warn you. The work you seek to do here will have many obstacles, maybe even proving... <sighs> Impossible? Yes. Oh, people are so fond of that word. This city, this whole country, has rules of its own. Well, Archbishop, we will just have to see if we can learn them. Through Mother Cabrini's determination, the convent was prepared and the orphanage opened. Archbishop Corrigan saw that the sisters were up for the challenges that faced them, and he soon became an invaluable friend. Though New York City was radically different than Northern Italy, the missionary sisters adapted. They went through the Italian quarters of the city, asking shopkeepers for donations for the orphanage and for families in need, and they were often given more vegetables and dry goods than they could carry. They took what they needed for the orphanage and distributed the rest to Italian families who needed it. Oh, thank you, Mother Cabrini, but uh, where did you get all of this? My dear Signora Rosa, your fellow Italians gave it to us, and you are most welcome. I saw your little ones at catechism the other day. Perhaps we will see you there soon, too. The Easter season is coming. Uh, it has been more than ten years since I've been in a church. We didn't even go when my husband died. They didn't... I will go back to Mass and confession once I go back to Italy. All of that God and church is for the old country. Here, uh, it is different. Rosa, God is with you even here, in this place. Then why does he feel so far away? I would work, Mother Cabrini, but they don't even want me to work for them. They don't let people like... like me in their churches. We will be there, Signora. I will not let anyone turn you away. Mother Cabrini understood that these Italians needed food and decent work just as badly as they needed hope. The missionary sisters worked to meet all of these needs. They reached out especially to the children, knowing that even if their parents remained indifferent to faith, these young hearts needed Christ. Of course, many children didn't have any parents at all. They'd either died from disease or from the dangers of work. Soon, there were 400 children in the 59th Street Orphanage. 
As soon as the mission was on solid footing, Mother Cabrini returned to Italy to gather more sisters. Mother Cabrini brought more sisters back with her and opened more orphanages and schools. They even built hospitals. It was as though the more she took on, the more sisters were willing to come over from Italy and other countries. Many houses of sisters were established. As soon as she saw that one of her houses was well-equipped for the mission, she moved on to another. Soon, she was traveling south, far south. Focotoba 29, 1895. Panama to Buenos Aires. I think that this mountain range presents a good lesson to the missionary, running as it does all over the earth, without fear of seas, atmosphere, unhealthy places. It rises towards heaven with its great heights and humbles itself, hiding in the waves of the sea. It preaches when it sends out fire, smoke and lava, adding force to the winds that lash within its gorges. But she always came back to the United States, to the mission field that Pope Leo XIII had assigned to her. Mother Cabrini set up schools, orphanages, and hospitals in Chicago, Denver, Seattle, among other cities. She even decided to become an American citizen in 1909. She had come to love this country, the towering cities, the great rolling plains, and the majestic mountains. One of her favorite places in America was the Rocky Mountains. As the name explains, these mountains are immense masses of rock, colored with the most beautiful tints of the rainbow. If one were to see this scene painted, those enormous masses that appear to hang by a thread, with the railway cars running zigzag between the falls of the mountains up to the highest peaks, and then precipitating themselves down into the valleys below, and running through the gorges called canyons, whose walls are inaccessible and, because of their marble-like colors and beautiful forms, seem like an enchanted casa. One would imagine the old thing was simply a creation of the painter's brush. You mean the ones we can see right over there? Yes, those ones. Mother Cabrini was here? Yes. She was here in Colorado, and she came back several times on her many journeys around the world. Many Italian families lived in the Rocky Mountains. They were able to find work as miners. On her very last visit to Colorado, Mother Cabrini, a few missionary sisters, and some of the girls from the orphanage climbed Lookout Mountain, a beautiful spot near Golden, Colorado, where a house of sisters had been established. At the crest of the hill, the girls had gathered stones and formed them into a sacred heart with the crown of thorns. On their way back, they stopped to rest. What a lovely hike, and an even lovelier view. Thank you, sisters. Oh, I can't help but think what a perfect spot this would be for one of our school buildings. Just think of the girls, living and praying up here, in the midst of his majestic creation. Yes, Mother, but don't you remember what we told you about? Oh yes, Sister Chiara, I remember. There is no water. It's possible that's one of the reasons we were even able to purchase this in the first place. No one else wanted to haul water. Hmm. We have searched everywhere for the spring, then. I've been around the entire property myself. It's beautiful, but it's astonishingly 
dry. Impossibly dry. Have we looked under that rock? Mother. Please, my daughter, lift that rock and start to dig. You will find enough water for everything you need. Mother found the water. It's... There's... Water? There's a, a spring? Oh, Mother, we can build anything here now. Not for the last time, my dear daughters. God makes the impossible possible. By the time Mother Cabrini died in 1917, there were houses of missionary sisters on three continents, Europe, North America, and South America. The missionary sisters of the Sacred Heart reach hundreds of thousands of immigrants from Italy and elsewhere and led them back to God. In 1946, she was canonized. Because she had changed her citizenship, she was the first American to become a saint, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. She was the first American woman to become a saint? No, Emma. Mother Cabrini was the first American to become a saint. Ha! Wait until I tell Oscar. God makes both women and men into saints, and he sends them where they are needed. And what the American church needed in 1890 was the strength and care of a mother. Emma, men and women are different. The difference is not in our importance. So I shouldn't tell Oscar about Mother Cabrini? Of course you should. Her story is for everyone, but you don't need to make it into a race. Sister Maggie? Yes? Do you think I'll ever do anything like that? Like what Mother Cabrini did? Sailing around the world, telling people about Jesus? I think you can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. Exactly. You really can. Well, look, Emma, I think they're going to play another game. They're just using teams. Why don't you run down to the field? All right. See you later, Sister Maggie. See you soon, Emma. Ah, Sister Magdalena, there you are. Good afternoon, Mother. I was hoping to catch you to talk about the history curriculum. Oh, was that Emma? How is she? She's full of good questions, as usual. I'm glad to hear it. And you, my dear? All is well. It's just that I do wonder. Yes? If these little ones are so precious to us, how much more precious must they be to him? Oh, well, look who has the good questions now. Of course, neither I nor anyone else living can tell you that. The answer to your question, my dear is one of the most beautiful mysteries of his sacred heart.
Mother Cabrini not only served the world as a missionary, she inspired others to become missionaries too. In fact, even Mother Teresa was inspired by her at a young age and went on to become an incredible saint. Mother Cabrini is the patron saint of immigrants and her feast day is celebrated on November 13th. Just like Mother Cabrini, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. What does this look like in your own life? Maybe it's in sharing your favorite saint story with a friend or serving those in need. Ask for the intercession of Saint Mother Cabrini this month. Saint Cabrini, pray for us. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. After two years of production, we are thrilled to announce that Saints Alive has joined the team at Hallow, the number one Catholic prayer app in the world. Hallow has supported us from the early days of our production and has cheered us on at every step of the way. With the support of their incredible team, we will continue our monthly Saint episodes and create brand new series in 2024, including a Lenten series for kids and Eucharistic miracles. We are so grateful for all of you, our listeners, and we can't wait for you to hear all that we have in store. And thank you to all of the patrons who helped make this episode possible. The Bourgeois family, Eli, Colby, Leo, and Claire, Ben, Amy, Dominic, Solomon, and Eliel Sanchez, Kyle, Brianna, Ignatius, Fulton, Immaculate, Sienna, and Cassian, the Van Wagenen family, Hunter, Steffi, Asher, Jed, Susie, and Priscilla, and Dominic and Hannah Claire Ciotti. Thank you all so much. Make sure to mark your calendars for our next episode on St. Juan Diego, premiering December 11th.